0: Welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Uh, You can get all the information on the podcast at donotlistentothispodcast.com. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Don't forget, 50% of the donations goes to Feeding Stray Cats and Dogs. We are now up over 500, and we're only a couple weeks in, so I really appreciate that. And I am very excited because I like doing this type of show where I don't know the person, and I'm getting to meet them. So introduce yourself.
1: I am Jackie Rupp. I am a content copywriter and a former journalist and marketing VP.
0: And she's from Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is like my second. Yo. So, and you've lost your Philly accent. I'm almost not buying that you're from Philly, but I'm, I'm going to let I, you slide on that.
1: I just want to end the interview right there on a great <laughs> note
0: because <Right>. all <laughs> the hard work.
1: I, right I constantly struggle with my wits and use and <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah Philly is a uh, Philly is one of my second homes I I, I produced WMMR uh, for many years and so I love that town and uh, I, ah. I I got a Philly accent when I was there and I love to say <laughs> it'll and, happen yeah and I love to say be ashamed something should happen be ashamed something mm-hmm. should happen you know what I'm saying uh hmm so let's Let's talk a little bit about the pandemic, how it impacted your business. I one of the good things I, I want to start out with is that you know you were a legit editor mm-hmm. of a publication yeah. that's not a small publication. Right?
1: No, no. Philly Weekly uh, has gone through many iterations. Uh, currently, it has uh, made headlines for for going uh, conservative. But right. when I was there, it was the the alt weekly of right. uh, of the city, and it was it was the ideal role for me. I I got to Google things that I I didn't ever hear of. With right. uh, Dan Savage, right. sure. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was fabulous. It was such an amazing, fun ride, and uh, you know I have nothing but great memories of of all the cool stories I got to write about, and all the really interesting and fabulous people of Philadelphia.
0: That's great, and I mm-hmm. I, I was really fortunate. I also went to a, a very good school and got to slide into some journalism classes, Ohio University, and so I have that journalism background and. I think it helps in content creation deeply.
1: Totally, yes, yeah. Why
0: why do you think it helps? I'm just curious
1: everything's about a story you know right. at the end of the day no matter what what marketing spiel or what we're trying to sell or or right. market it all comes down to we're we're humans we like a good story and right. and i think if you if you can connect in that way uh, one of the interesting things that has revealed itself to me only over the last few months because primarily i was always focused on editorial pieces and journalism um but now i'm doing more copywriting and promotional mm-hmm. writing is that um, before, I used to kind of think of, um, I have a strong sense of empathy. I'll, I'm the one that cries over a nice saying on a coffee mug or right. a Hallmark card right. commercial. You know, I'm, right. I'm just there blubbering. Uh, and so I always viewed that as a weakness. I always thought that oh, was no. uh, kind of oh, being no. too emotional. No, and super and strange. it's amazing. No, no, no how much that that is coming into play now, how much I am drawing on that empathy um, in connecting with clients and and their message and trying to connect that to the public in some
0: way. It's really hard for people to understand that the vulnerability aspect is where the power is.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, so much. Uh, And and it's, it's amazing because... For so long I tried to not be vulnerable yeah. in so many respects in life. And and it's such an amazing freeing moment, you know, to just say, Hey Roger, I was really nervous about coming on this show today. Well, like you shouldn't you should You shouldn't, should,
0: you shouldn't be nervous because I'm I my it's my <laughs> job as a host to make people look good. Damn it.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, you do. And and so but it, it's, it's a very liberating thing to have that that, um, you know, to connect in some way with right. another person in on those real terms.
0: Yeah, I think the, what's funny is, I think when you study journalism in a real way and, and it annoys me when people talk about when they bash mainstream media, I always say, mm-hmm. you mean actual journalism. You, you, yes you mean you mean where we have to actually check the fact you mean that yes. oh, yeah because the internet you don't have to check it and right. and it's easy to you know say well you know well I, I saw it on the internet and that's my source it's like well that's not mm-hmm. a source you know that's that's just right. a, you know, at a certain point point. and we we are moving into this area where the um you know the conspiracy theory people it, you know the internet's like raw meat for them
1: oh totally and
0: and it's a day it's a dangerous thing because because journalism matters and i mean now we're at the end of this you know um attacking of the of the journalist stuff which was just awful (laughs) to watch for many years um and we can get back to attacking the idiots which is good
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's a lot more fun
0: exactly we can attack the idiots so what what mistake do you see i'm just curious what mistake you see a lot of people making with their content?
1: Mm, that's a great question. I think trying to do too many things with one piece of content where someone wants something to be SEO heavy, but they also want it to be promotional heavy, but they also want to uh, be conversational and fun. And, and you know, it, it reminds me of this juggler with like 20,000 balls in the air at one time and it just becomes a blur and so i think you know it's okay to have one piece be your your fun content piece and another piece right. be your seo right. driver um, you know you can mix it up every piece doesn't have to to hit every single criteria for what digital content is supposed to be nowadays yeah, I, so that's yeah. one
0: i think that's yeah. i think that's a good i think that's a good point i think that a big mistake people make is writing for SEO, and SEO is not a a writing uh-huh. format. SEO is like, yes, it's like a Dewey Decimal System in the library, and you know you wouldn't have written for that. So why are you all excited? You know,
1: um, I know exactly, and it's so funny because most people that I encountered don't really know what that means exactly. in terms of SEO. And everyone, I haven't met two people that have had the same definition of what it is. It's this ambiguous oh, no. acronym. No,
0: it. Exactly. It's like, you know, it's, it's so funny because, you know, we've done stuff where we, we just don't write for SEO. I mean, we've also done stuff where you have to clean up SEO, but you mm-hmm. know, you have to write to connect with the audience. You have to put the audience first. Yes, and the audience isn't you. I, the biggest mistake I see people making is they're writing for themselves. They're, it's so much oh. narcissism. It's so much me, me, me. And you know, I saved oh. the world. I saved the world when I was three, and and this horrible kind of comic book origin story nonsense of you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, not everybody has a superpower. <laughs>
1: Right, right. And
0: we don't, it's okay not to. (laughs) As a matter of fact, the less superpowers you have, the more likable you are.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Totally true. Yeah. I think a lot of people get addicted to telling the story that they think people want to hear versus the actual story.
1: Yes, and and I, I find that with a, a lot of people I work with, um, sort of getting their brand message down and, and coaching them on, on being more authentic with their writing is that uh, so many people dread writing because it's almost putting on a mask. Well, it's because almost, it's
0: real. Oh, now I get gotta... yeah. yeah. it. They dread it because it's real because you can't lie. You put yes. that pen that paper and there's no lie coming out of that. You know if you're lying, right. you know it. Yes. And yes. So That's true. Why That's why it's hard. Oh
1: yeah. And and it could be a lot more fun if if we don't have this this kind of nagging image that we want to try to drag into the, the screen. Um right. and instead just just be ourselves with it. I think you know, I, I, I tend to tell people that it kind of everything kind of relates. So if if you're working on yourself and, and getting more comfortable in your own skin, your writing will probably improve mm-hmm. too. If there's no, you know, Grammarly won't do that for you. Uh, yeah. there's, there's no app to be you know, more also, in tune with your own
0: You know, this is a thing I like to bring up because, you know, the, the my favorite thing was they found a couple of years ago that the people that overcorrect on grammar actually have a psychological disorder it's a legit psychological wow. disorder connected to ocd really? yeah it's a great it's uh-huh. my favorite it's my favorite thing cuz as a writer yeah. you know you know as a writer, especially as a comedy writer you know that you have to know the rules to break them mm-hmm. but the rules aren't fast and few you know, and if people are correcting you on right. grammar if people are correcting you on grammar they got deeper issues.
1: Oh, if, man. Life's too short for yeah. If grammar, grammar. If
0: grammar and spelling are the deal breakers. Right. And you don't need that person in your life. And internationally, internationally grammar is different. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's like um, in m- most places, it's store go. Not I go to the store. Right, right. Yes. And so it's like, it's it's really, it's just interesting to me how people get caught up in the rules or, you know, as if there's a right way and a wrong way when there really isn't, um, now, now you've been doing this, how did the pandemic impact your business?
1: yeah so so i was uh, really thrown for a loop with the pandemic i had branched out um, about two years ago to doing my own publications uh, I wanted to kind of put all my efforts into building my own company mm-hmm. and so so mm-hmm. i left my my role that i had in a publishing house and uh, opened up several magazines one being my main magazine being um, in the wedding industry okay. and so mm-hmm. it was it was burgeoning I was kind of just getting into that that rhythm of knowing my clients, getting the advertising part down well, and uh, and then COVID hit and I I realized I could not sustain um, holding on for right. you know who knows no. how long with with no definite time frame in mind. So um so I closed the business and that that felt like it was going to be hard. I kind of like um you know I, I stammered because I didn't want to do it and right. because it felt like this is going to be a failure and once I do that it's going to be all this regret all this um just agony and how do I go on right. and and actually right. what happened was the the minute I did it I felt this great sense of relief that right. okay right. now, it's, now it's on to the next thing let's let's do
0: this this is so uh, and, you're, you're bringing up a really important point because in the consulting side you know we try to get people to understand is that, you know, when you close out a business, uh, that's a good thing. Yes. Bus- businesses yeah. aren't, businesses shouldn't be your baby. They shouldn't be your life. They should, you should be getting zero self-esteem from your business.
1: <laughs> yes. You or your title in life. Yeah, you know, that exactly. was a big one for me. It was like, I won't, I won't be publisher anymore. Like, well, that's right. What, who am
0: I? And yeah, yeah. That that that's that that and the, the thing is is that when you close down a business, it's often not about you at all. Uh, most businesses mm-hmm. most businesses fail based on timing, not lack of funds. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, very know, if a, true. If a pandemic hits and your focus is on weddings, well, <laughs> you're screwed.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Yes. Now you can reopen that a couple of years from now after there's vaccines, but let's face it, after people have been locked up with other people, marriage is not going to be top of their list. <laughs> they will want to do the next quarantine by themselves. This is true this you is know. true. <laughs> As we said with many people, they're meeting their families for the first time because they're not they can't business travel anymore. So
1: exactly yeah, and it's uh, sometimes
0: a rude awakening. I just had a friend of mine do a post where she said, my, my husband and I are sharing our office space and I give this, I give this marriage three more months. Um, <laughs> and, I think, and I think she's right.
1: Um, so, so with that, I had the crazy idea of um, my my partner, Gabe. Um, he was let go from his job as the, the economy changed. He was in um, environmental regulation. Uh, uh, wow. He has a PhD in Uh-oh. biology. And so he was- Oh, he's of, one of the smart uh, ones.
0: Doing- he's one of the smart ones.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I well. snagged a, snor- a smart one
0: off of Tinder. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's good. See, there you go. Sometimes it works out.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, so far so good. Uh, but so as he was doing the interview process for for Jobs, I said, you know what, like, I, I, I'm expanding here with the, the content and all. You're a great writer. You always wanted to keep writing. Why don't you come on to my team?
0: There you go. So
1: Here we are. Uh, kind of 24/7 that's working great. together and, and I'm sure we'll have a, a tell all book about that and you know does the, he understand does, adventure. does
0: he does he understand he's in a hostage situation right now or does is he is not aware of that because he's got the PH. <laughs> well he,
1: you know I, I tell him because uh, he's yet to he's yet to actually receive a paycheck yet so I, I oh yeah well thats coming. that's come,
0: that's coming in a couple <laughs> weeks uh, yeah yeah well what let's wrap this up with what tips you would give somebody on what what's the tips you want them to understand about content in general
1: Yes. So, so one tip I have is about repurposing content.
0: Mm. Um,
1: I see so many clients get so overwhelmed that they need um, this breadth and depth of content. And when really they have some hidden gems already in their, their warehouse of, of their hard drive, Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of picking those apart. You know, one article can lead to five to 10 social media posts. You don't need to constantly be reinventing the wheel with, with your content content. It can be a lot more streamlined. Um, And the other thing is, I think, again, you know, speaking to the audience, um, you know, listen to the audience as well. Ask ask the audience, you know, interact with them, ask Mm -hmm. some of your clients, what are you really looking for, you know, Mm -hmm. from my content? What Mm -hmm. would be helpful? It's amazing the things that I've learned by just asking a client, like, well, what, what would you like to know? Mm-hmm. Um it's it's things i never never would have guessed in my own bubble of of my own experiences mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so there's that and then from a bit of a personal branding standpoint you know i think there's a lot of things that we overlook about ourselves and our own accomplishments and Sometimes it, it's actually sit, sitting down, you know, like here, I have a piece of paper with like some of my things on, you know, right. that I've done right. on them. Right. Uh, and, right. and I think a lot of times we don't take the time to do that, you know, and, and or we diminish the things that we've done. Uh, a, so, uh, so I think it's giving ourselves, you know, that, that kind of personal PR, put that hat on and be your own PR manager for a few moments each day.
0: That's no, great. That's great, great advice. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And you were fantastic. Oh,
1: thank you for inviting me.